officially open this evening, and I thank you. This is I feel very privileged to be the hostess for this, and um, well, just thrilled to be able to extend um, the invitation to you to, to come. Um, the best way I, I've heard to throw an event is you could telephone, you could telegraph, or you could just tell a woman, and I'll post it on Facebook, and voila, here we are. So again, thank you. Um, then Benjamin has some housekeeping tips that he wanted to share. Okay. Here's a few housekeeping tips. Hilton Garden Inn has assorted snacks available in the lobby pantry for purchase and a bevy of beverages at the bar are also available. Restrooms are down the hall to the left. Yeah. Okay. Right. Way to go, Ben. There is coffee and wine out there. So um, I've asked Mr. Joseph if he would stand and lead us, open us with a word of prayer, the prayer for restora restoration of Zion. Let's pray. O Lord, in accordance with all your acts of righteousness, let your anger and wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. Our Father, our King, lift a banner to the peoples to return Israel to its pasture. Gather us together from the four corners of the earth to our land and plant us within its borders on the mountain of our inheritance. Amen. Bring us to Zion, your city, with singing, Amen. and to Jerusalem, your holy city, with eternal joy. Mm. Build it in your compassion and let it remain perched and inhabited in its place. Mm. Establish your holy temple in it and gladden us in your house of prayer. Return your dwelling presence to Zion, your city, and send us Yeshua, our Messiah, a second time. Let him reign upon the throne of David in Jerusalem, your holy city. Lift up the horn of salvations of your people Israel in the house of David, your servant, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, just as you have spoken through your prophets. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, our God, for your name is called upon your city and upon your people. Hurry, Hashem, to help us. Ransom your people Israel from all its iniquities and from all of its troubles. For the time to be gracious has come, for the appointed time has come. And all God's people said. Amen, amen, amen. So just a, a little way of introduction for, um, thank you again for coming and hearing from Rabbi Ron Aronson. He is the founder and president of the Israeli, Israel Benevolence Fund. Um, I've had the privilege of, of knowing the Aronsons for the past 14 years as he has served as associate rabbi at Congregation Beth Messiah back in Texas. Um, so I, I um, mm -hmm. he started, founded IBF in 2006, and he proclaimed recently that being retired is being on vacation with God. Amen. I highly recommend that. So I can't wait to hear what he has um, on his heart to share with us. And again, I thank you and ask that you will help me welcome him. Amen. Thank you all. It's, it's a real blessing and a treat for my wife and I, my wife Dolly, uh, here. Uh, this is our first uh, vacation, and together, a two-week vacation in nearly 40 years. Uh, because of ministry calls, sometimes I would be on vacation, and I'd get called back to the synagogue for a death or for a, a situation, or there would be trouble in the synagogue, with trouble with families, and I was known uh, as the disciplinarian for 24 years at Beth Messiah, so to speak. Um, I judge prophecy. Um, you know, we never stop because the Lord tells us to, to judge these things if someone speaks these things. So things got out. I would go on vacation. They'd get out of hand, and Dolly and I would return back to Houston. And we'd been up in Richmond, Virginia recently, uh, and we were there this past weekend in Waynesboro where it was 68 degrees in the morning while I was running, and I woke up in Smithfield uh, this morning, and it was 87, and so we drove over today to be with you, and we're so glad to be with you. Uh, as Gabby said a minute ago, I wanna, I, I, uh, uh, I'm not retired. You know, when you go to the medical clinic, you fill out these forms. It says, who is your employer? I, I would put down God. And uh, they would say, well, where do you work? And I'd say, well, are you retired or employed? And I'd put neither. And uh, so now we, Dolly and I, when I go in and fill it out, we put on vacation with God. 
because whatever God's up to, I'm up to. Wherever he wants me to go, I'm going. The first night of our retirement, July 1st, we had three Chinese people in our living room in Alvin, Texas, praying over them as they went to China to the underground church. I've been asked now to teach on the feasts and festivals to the young believers of China and in New York, in Houston, and in Austin. When I return home uh, following Sunday, I'll be in Austin, Texas at a uh, a Chinese church where these are first generation believers and uh, what an opportunity to have the yeshiva uh, and be yeshiva bucher for the UMJC and to have this experience growing up Jewish under an orthodox grandfather and, and having the seasons of Yiddishkeit in, in my life and to be able to teach in the church now and to the Chinese people. Um, you know, uh, I want to share this with you. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to thank Gabby and, and Greg for the nice hotel room tonight. And it's just lovely, the basket they brought us. And I want to thank you for your hospitality. Uh, I hope that this uh, not only touches your heart, but it will touch the hearts of others beyond you as you speak of the work that we're doing in Israel. In the beginning, one morning I was running in, in October uh, 2006, uh, I lose track of the, the years, uh, but uh, and the older you get, the more you lose track of. But uh, uh, as I was running in my neighborhood uh, every morning, one morning I was running and, and I came around the corner and the Lord spoke to me. You know, God has spoken to me so many times in my life. He, he, he interrupts me uh, constantly. You know, he's never inconvenienced. It's amazing how God never gets inconvenienced. He'll move you where he wants to move you. If you love the Lord, he'll use you wherever he can use you when you say, he nani. You know, when you say, here I am, Lord, whatever it is, whatever you want to do, however you want to use me, then he's going to do that. And he's going to bless what he calls you to do. So that morning I was running and came around the corner and the Lord says, I want you to take care of widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors in Israel. And I said, how am I going to do that? I mean, literally, I said, how's that? I went home and Dolly was sitting at the kitchen table and I said, honey, the Lord spoke to me. And she knew the Lord spoke to me. Because through the 50-some years of marriage, almost 54 years of marriage, the Lord has interrupted our lives. Corporately, he called me into ministry. And you know, there's certain things that you know in life. I know my call. I know when I was born again. I can't take you to the date in time, but I can take you to the place where the Lord came into my heart as a Jewish boy. I know that I'm saved. I know that I'm called. I know the voice of God. And if you don't know the voice of God, maybe you don't know him. And it would be a good opportunity for you tonight to know him and have a relationship with him because God desires that of all of his creation. Well, that morning as I was running, the Lord spoke into my heart and he says, you know, widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors in Israel. And Dolly, when, when every time the Lord mentions Israel, it takes us back 25 years ago when we were driving across the bridge, planting a congregation in the rice fields of Texas. The Lord spoke to me in the car going across the bridge and he said, I want you to return to your people. Just like that. We've been in ministry for... Uh, 20-some years planting congregations, establishing congregations, being outreach directors, being out evangelism outreach director, all of these things that we were doing. And as we were going across the river there in south of Houston, the Lord said, I want you to return to your people. And Dolly was afraid we we're going to move to Israel. I mean, right then. Well, in this particular situation, in this particular morning, as I was running, she knew that the Lord had spoken to me. I didn't have any idea, folks. You got to hear my heart. I had no idea what a website was. Yeah. I had a flip phone. Everybody applauded at Beth Messiah when I was reading one of my announcements off my iPhone. I know how to turn it off and turn it on, get my emails, my texts, and so on. Anything else besides ways? I like ways, directions, but I didn't know. 
And when the Lord spoke to me, we're in a, we're in a $6 million building program at Beth Messiah. I'm on staff. And I'm going to tell you something. It made Rabbi Richard very nervous because he knew when God spoke to me that I was going to do what God called me to do. I didn't have a name for IBF. I started looking at, well, should we call it widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors? W-O-C. I mean, I'm going through the alphabet trying to figure out what to name this organization that God's calling me to. And the Lord spoke into my heart that day and said, don't raise any funds, don't announce it at Beth Messiah until after January this year. So now the Lord's calling me to take care of all these people and I don't have the funds to go take care of all these people and I don't know how to raise the funds to go out and take care of these people because, you know, we're getting into the media time and all this and I'm... I'm out of it. I have no idea how to do any of this. The logo that you have on your papers and the things that I've showed you and, and uh, uh, on the website, none of that was there. And so I went and told Rabbi Richard, I said, Rabbi, the Lord's called me to take care of widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors according to James 1. Pure religion, none defiled before God is to visit the widows. And I was nervous about it. And I said, and I'm not going to ask for money from Beth Messiah. And he says, oh. <laughs> you know, because we have all this debt and we have this building that has to be paid off and so on. But since that time, Beth Messiah has been totally paid off completely debt-free, 11 and a half acres of land, everything. We owe no one nothing. The staff is growing, and I'm not on staff at this point. In the eldership, I'm Rabbi Emeritus, available to counsel with the staff, but that's it. And uh, we're, we have all of it debt-free, and we've raised over a million dollars for IBF. Only God. Only God. And one, one day in January, I brought a message and I was telling people, um, I don't know what we're going to do with this. I don't know a website. I don't have a, a, a web page. I don't have a logo. I don't have anything. Is there anybody here in the congregation today that can help me out? And lo and behold, that day, there was a webmaster, an award-winning webmaster sitting in the congregation that day. There was a graphic design woman in the congregation that day. There was another man who had written scripts for Hollywood and knew electronics. There was another person who knew how to go to GoDaddy and get everything wired up. And before midnight on Monday night, we were live, ibforg.com and .net. We had it all logistically. Isn't that amazing? We had a logo um, on the envelope, hands reaching out to heal. The Lord showed me how to put Israel in, in his hands. And the name Mighty Defender came out of the Torah where it says, and God is a mighty defender of the uh, hopeless. He's a mighty defender of the widows and the orphans. God takes it serious. And I found out that we all own Widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors, especially around us in our own personal community as well as the nation of Israel. The name IBF, uh, I was sitting uh, uh, there in the office and I thought about the IDF, being in special ops and being in the Air Force and Blue Beret and being, you know, living in the Middle East there and so on. Uh, I thought, IBF, IDF, IBF. And I, that's how it all came to be. Well, IBF is a, a financial uh, investment firm. It's amazing. So we couldn't have IBF, but we could have Israel Benevolence Fund. That We own that. Dot org, common, and, uh, and that. So uh, that's how IBF. The miracle provision. The night that God called this, and he told me not to raise funds for my congregation. I got a telephone call within two days from a, a businessman in Lafayette, Louisiana. And Brett said to me, Rabbi, my son Joseph and I, 
are sitting, Joshua, excuse me, Joseph and Joshua. Joshua and I are sitting at the table and the Lord spoke into my heart and said to send you $25,000. And he said, where do I send it? And I said, Brett, let me tell you what God told me. And now you're in it. Brett, just take half of it and give it to the building fund (laughs) and send half of it for me because I don't know what to do with it yet. And that night his son was saved, sitting at his table. What a miracle. Through the time there was a coin came through the mail from a country. I couldn't pronounce the country, but the coin was very valuable. Somebody found it at IBF on the, on the website. And so the ladies took the coin down to uh, exchange it. And when they went to the exchange, the man said, where did you get this coin? And they said, well, it was sent to us. And he said, well, the, he says, what's it for? And they told him about how God had called me to take care of widows, orphans, and Holocaust survivors in Israel. And he said, my, he said, I won't charge you the fee and I would like to give you an offering too. And so that's what happened. And then uh, Sandy and Terry, after the storms and so on, they lost their jobs and they lost their homes. And that one day God was speaking to him and, and, and Sandy was in New York and her daughter is in New Jersey and they're calling each other and said, what is Israel Benevolence Fund? What is this? God's waking me up in the night. IVF, what is this? And they're talking to each other and they, they went out and collected scrap and they collected scrap and they took the money, uh, the scrap and they sold it and they send us the money. And they still send little money orders every once in a while, sometimes $3, sometimes $30. And one time three hundred dollars, and you know, it it just it just humbles me to understand that this money that people are sending is like this priestly tithe that God says you 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 know in James one it says not only pure religion and undefiled before God is to visit the widows and the orphans, but to walk right before God. You know, that's a charge for me, not only to take care of these people and these uh, special needs children, at-risk kids, orphans slash uh, 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 foster care, but it's, it's my joy to watch over the funds and make sure that they're being used for what the people are giving it for. You know, I went online and tried to find people who to give money to. I looked online and this says, rags to... Rags to riches or rags to wealth. Or ra- and they were in Cyprus. They weren't even doing anything in Israel. They were collecting money like crazy to give to the poor, but the poor wasn't getting it. They were living in Cyprus and all over. And there were scams going. I found scams everywhere. And I said, wow, how could people do that? And so anyway, I said, Lord, you're going to have to show me. So I get a telephone call one morning and Moshe Morrison from Israel calls me on the phone. He says, Ron, I'm at the, I'm at the airport at Bush. Well, can you come out and have coffee? I so drove on out there, took him from the airport, and went and got some coffee. I said, Moshe, I said, how can I get money to the poor in Israel? He said, what are you talking about? And I told him the story, how God called me. He said, listen, Orna Greenman's one that watches over uh, widows and and, and he says, you know, uh, Tents of Mercy that does this and, and Hands of Mercy does that. And, and pretty soon he's telling me all about this. So I get on the phone. I call Joe Kaplan at Joseph Storehouse in, in Israel. And, and uh, I said, Joe, who do you walk through? Orna Greenman. I said, Orna Greenman. Her name comes up three times already, you know. So I said, what does Orna do? And she said, she teaches widows how to break the bonds that, that they're in and the abuse that they've been in and teaches them how to get jobs and 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 helps them and schools them and she takes them through the tabernacle each instrument of the tabernacle and when they get to that instrument they have to repent before God or they got to ask God is there something in my life and let God shine on their hearts and he said at the end of 10 weeks and she's taught all over Israel so now we have on us so we can send her a thousand a month you know, and, and then we find somebody taking care of special needs kids. Uh, Marina Gul, she takes care of these little children that are thrown away. They can't, some of them can't talk, some of them can't walk, some of them can't do anything for themselves. Some of them never saw a horse, never rode on a horse, some of them never had any new clothes. And so uh, through IBF, 
we took them down and bought them clothes and they picked it out and they put it on these children. Can you imagine a little girl who sees herself in a dress or a little boy in a pair of jeans and, you know, these are new. They, they picked them out. And then they take these special apparatus and they put them on the horses and they walk them around and they ride around and they feel and touch animals. Some of them are blind. And uh, uh, so... Uh, we, we find ourselves in, in orphanages in Israel. We find ourselves in the streets and in the soup kitchens. And, and little did I realize running that morning that this thing was going to be so huge. God is in the midst of this. You see, we all own special needs children. We all own Holocaust survivors. When I go over and I give a quilt to a Holocaust survivor and they have the number written on their hand or I give them a, a, a package or take care of their dental care or whatever I'm doing, hand out uh, 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 these coupons so that they can buy groceries, pay their utilities or whatever we're doing at that time, whether it's in Jerusalem, whether it's in Haifa, whether it's in the Gaza, in the areas of Sarot, wherever it is, we're helping them. And they call us shiny face people. Isn't that amazing? They said, I remember the shiny face people in the camps. And it really touched my heart one day when I was praying. And I said, Lord, they, they made it through the Holocaust. And now they have to decide where they're going to eat. Maybe where they're going to sleep. Their teeth are hurting. Their mouths are infected and there's nothing to help them. You say, well, Israel's wealthy. They have all the money in the world. Let me ask you something. If you made $100,000 a year, made $100,000 a year, all your bills are paid and you got this $100,000 a year and it cost you $90,000 a year to protect yourself, you'd only have $10,000. And that's Israel's. The taxes are enormous, especially on Messianics. Another thing that the Lord told me back then uh, in 2006, he says, I want you to work through Messianic believers in the land. I want you to just work through Messianic believers in the land. I thought, wow, this is so exciting. So now I have more, more emotion. I know Eitan Shishkoff. I know a lot of the people in Israel. I have family in Israel. And so this whole thing begins to just expand. And now we have 30, over 130 distribution centers, 30 of a major warehouses and distribution centers. I can't name a number of the uh, soup uh, kitchens that we have and the clothing distribution centers. Recently, we bought a refrigerator for a, a Holocaust survivor in the Galilee. We brought a washer and dryer for a woman whose husband was killed in the desert suspiciously, and she had five boys. Can you imagine? No washer and dryer. We were able to take care of this family. Uh, 40 pairs of new shoes in, in Natanya last year. They took these sexually abused children. Um, and I won't go into graphic detail, but the Orthodox that pray at the wall and the beards and payuses and everything abuse their own daughters. And they're being caught by the hundreds and they're taking these children away and they're putting them in orphanages slash foster care systems. And we're finding out because of Messianic believers and the foster care systems that we support, we're finding out that the Knesset says, hey, these Messianics are doing something. Let's tap into it. And now the, the, the uh, orphanages are becoming slash um, um, foster care and they're they're actually hiring grandmas and grandpas to go in and live with the children. So, and we're helping support that. Uh, Brian Slater and I, we took these little girls downtown and, and they all picked out their own shoes. Now, come on, girls. Yeah. You know, all picked out their own shoes. And we paid the, the tab. We sent a busload of Ethiopian children, poor children, for their bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah in Israel to Jerusalem to the wall to celebrate something significant and very important in a Jewish boy's life. They couldn't have done it. We gave each one of them a gift and we gave a present to the mama and the papa. I mean, there's so many stories. I mean, we could be here all night telling you about these stories. 
But it started out in such a small way. Um, my daughter, 17 years a school teacher, Gabby knows her well. Uh, I hope you get to meet her. She should be here telling you these things. Um, we talked this evening, and they're back from Colorado where her and her husband was, and they want me to come to Colorado. I said, you go to Colorado. I'm going to Israel. But anyway, um, she uh, resigned from teaching school, and she's with me in ministry. For over, I don't know how many, I don't do good in math, but uh, since 2006, we're a year old in our own 501c3. Matter of fact, we've already made the calendar year and for all that time up until we had to buy computers, and I need another computer, don't I, Joseph? I need one bad. I need this stuff, you know, the clickers and all that stuff. And I need to learn how to use them. I'm 74 years old, and I'm just hot for God, you know? And, uh, uh, but uh, we found that uh, she came on board with me. We were less than a half a percent overhead until she came full time and she makes 1500 a month. Big deal. We're still less than 3% overhead. A friend of mine sits on I don't know how many boards and maybe you're familiar with these things. I'm not really familiar. I sit on two boards, a congregation board and IBF. That's it, you know. And he said I'm the most conservative person that he's ever served with. And I, you know, I don't wear that as a badge of honor. I think of someone hungry Several uh, years ago, uh, we began to partner with IFO, Israel Food Outreach. They had no way of shipping their containers, 46,000 pounds of soup mix, no way to pay the freight. We said, we'll pay for the whole thing, $21,000 a shipment, one container. Now we're shipping two containers at the same price and less, and the freight is only $10,040 for the freight. So we've taken up to four shipments a year for IBF with Israel Food Outreach, partnering with these people. One of the other things uh, I'd like to share with you is, is the networking. IBF, you know, uh, Judah and Ephraim in the north, I mean, uh, Ephraim in the, the north and Judah in the south, you know, the, the 11 tribes and, or one tribe and so on, have been separated for thousands of years. And I'm going to tell you, the, the Messianics are just as bad. No one on the north has anything to do with the south. The south doesn't have anything to do with the north. The east doesn't have anything to do with the west and so on. With IBF, we have brought these people together. We send barrels of food and they send them to different distribution centers and we go to the distribution centers and we work with them and then we get them all together and we have a prayer meet in the desert and so on and so forth. Some of these people didn't get along real well, but now they're getting along. Isn't that amazing how we're networking and showing accountability? Jonathan Burnus um, uh, is uh, organ uh, through Evan Levine in Jerusalem. Um, through Tikva Foundation, through Promise Keepers, Coach McCartney and all of them. Well, Road to Jerusalem isn't anymore. But Coach and I have known each other for a year. And Jonathan sits on those boards. And Jonathan actually asked Evan Levine to hire somebody in Israel to oversee all the humanitarian work that's going into Israel. And Jonathan's going to pay him. I don't have to pay him. That's so cool. I mean, he's only got a $300 billion budget. I mean, yeah, I got a $30,000 budget, you know. But uh, no, really. But Jonathan has so blessed the nation of Israel that way. And uh, recently, um, we began a work in uh, Jerusalem in a dental clinic. This is Evan Levine, Tikva Foundation. We raised just this last month over $10,000 for him. IBF did a match. We did forty-five. And another person gave 45, and we gave him 45 in June, so that you add that up, you know, that's 45 times 3, plus all the other offerings that have come in for that. And now the clinic is ready to go. Please pray that the Minister of Health will release the, the license for them to operate. What they're going to do is they're going to take in the... the uh, the dental care that people have insurance. See, there is no dental care in Israel, period, for anyone. None. Governmental, uh, none. No subsidies, nothing for dental care. The poor 
None of them. So if they don't have dental insurance, then they go without or they pay enormous fees. Well, Tickle Foundation, uh, Evan Levine and I, we got this clinic in Jerusalem, and now uh, what we do is the Bob Shoe deal, you know? Get one on insurance, give one away free, you know? But what we want to do is be able to raise the funds, IBF and, and other organizations and entities in the nation of Israel, to be able to take care of the poor, to be able to take dental care of the needs. I don't know if you know uh, um, uh, Martha and, and uh, uh, Stearns, Dr. Stearns, but they called me one day and we said, we have this lady, Ron, you got to help us. I said, Martha, please. Ma, Ron, you got to help me. And I said, what's wrong? She said, oh, Ron, you got to help me. And if you know Martha, I'm telling you, if you don't know, I'm telling you, this Jewish woman, I'm telling you, she is something, you know. And she says, we got this old Jewish lady. She's hurting in her mouth. It's infected. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, what do you need? She said, we need money. I said, how much money? And she said, well, we need $10,000. And I said, well, how much have you raised? She said, I don't know. I said, well, at the end of the week, what I want you to do is I want you to call me and I want you to tell me how much money you need to finish the job. She called me and we took and we paid the rest of it. I can tell you stories like that all night of how IBF has been the hands reaching out to heal. In the incredible, uh, impossible situations, God has used us to bring light into darkness. And through mighty defenders such as yourselves. You know, I, I've... Uh, I come to believe in the boldness that the God's given me for the gospel, and I've led many people to the Lord, and I think I've yet to see how many people are going to come to the Lord through my life. I love souls more than anything. I want to see my people saved, but I, I want people to be saved. I want them to experience a relationship with God. When I go to Israel, I'm always talking to somebody about the Lord. They bring it up, whether it's on the plane, on a bus, wherever I am, in a tax station, wherever I am, in a hotel. Uh, I get up early in the morning, go for a walk or a small jog now. I don't run as much, but uh, go out and I'll go back and I'll have a glass of water. And there's the night watchman saying, man, I see you every morning. He said, I've been watching you. What is it about you? And I'm able to share the gospel and lead people to the Lord. People are hungry for truth and they're hungry for God. Well, one of the other boldnesses is that I go out in churches and I tell them they owe Israel a tithe. And the, and the pastors go crazy because they're having a hard time meeting the budget. And yet, you know, I really believe this. I believe that it's, as Christians, as born-again believers, we owe something back to Israel. You know, it says, and Paul says in, in Romans 15, he says... Uh, um, for it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. And I mean there's poor all over the nation of Israel. I go into Arab Christian communities and I, I see the hurting and we give bread to them too. We help. We want Yeshua to reach out and touch every person. You see, when I was called to Israel... I was called to the nation. God told me that Israel is the orphan. IBF is the orphanage. That's what he said. He said, Ron, I've given you the keys to the orphanage. I used to be afraid to ask people for money. I'm not afraid because I never asked for myself. I asked for God. I asked for the needs of hurting people. It pleased them indeed that they and their debt. It pleased them indeed, and they are their debtors. For if the Gentiles have been partakers of the spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them the material things. This is just simple. If you got the gospel from the Jews, and you did, you got it from a Jewish Savior, you got it from Messiah Yeshua. For out of Zion goes forth the Torah, and out of this Jerusalem is the, is, the, is the word of God. And it went to the nations, and it brought in. And so what Paul's saying is, help the poor of the nation of Israel. I believe with all my heart, this room was provided. Uh, part of it was provided 
through Gabby and Greg and, and probably some others, but this room was provided tonight. But a young lady uh, came in and she, she gave a tremendous deal on this thing. She said, they've never done that. She said, but we're doing it. And we prayed with her. There's so many, so many people are hurting in this building, in this management, and in this, this Hilton. There are people that are dying. There's parents who are dying. There's very little staff here this week because so many of them are burying their loved ones, and there's cancer and stuff going on. And Gabby and I and Dolly and her daughter, we, we prayed for her. And I told her, I said, what you've done is you've blessed the nation of Israel, and God will bless those who bless him. God will bless. And so, um, one other scripture, and I want to show you this, uh, this video. Uh, and, and by the way, this is my first video. Uh, I'm really not a television person. And now I'll be teaching across the world to the Chinese people doing this kind of thing. And I'm so nervous about it. But, you know, when God calls you, he'll enable you, you know. I graduated from high school when I was uh, 30, so it took me a while, but uh, went on to graduate from college later, but I'm just saying, it took me a while. I was 30, so I'm a little bit slow in that part, but I'm catching up, you know? It's, Yeshua said this in his final words, and, and, and I'd really like to, uh, to give kind of a charge to you tonight, if I could. Yeshua, these are his final words, and this is what he's saying. And I believe what, you know, echad means one. God is echad. And echad, if God is love, then we're love. If God puts his love in us through Messiah Yeshua, then how will the world know that we're his disciples? By the love we show one another. This echad love, this God love. Polarity, if you want, but it's echad, it's God's love that he's given to us. And so, Yeshua, you know, these are the words that he's sharing with his disciples. And I want to just charge you with this, because we have major needs with all of the people coming back to Israel and making aliyah. All the people from Romania and the former Soviet Union and part of the Union and then France and Germany and different places, uh, the Ethiopians and even China, uh, the, the Silk Road, there are Chinese people, Jewish people that are returning to the nation of Israel. And, and some of them are coming there with a suitcase just like some of our family went, the Aronsons that formed the Mossad. My family were part of the Mossad, the beginning of the Mossad, Ephraim Aronson. And so, um, you know, all of this rich heritage, but they're coming back and they need help. And they don't have much. And this is what Yeshua said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and he's going to do that. Messiah's coming. we got a promise. You know, things are tough. Iran thinks they're tough. When God gets through with the situation, believe me, skin is going to melt off their, off their flesh and eyeballs are going to pop out of their heads and the blood is going to flow to the horse's mane. Listen, God's not surprised by Obama and all of his trickery. God is not surprised at all. Believe me. He, he's got a plan. And it says here, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. This is in Matthew 25, verse 32 now. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as sheep, as a shepherd divides his sheep and his goats. And he will set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. And the kingdom and the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you blessed of the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry. This is the word of Messiah. 
For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer in him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, and thirsty, and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger, and take you in, and or naked, and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. That's what IBF is doing. And that's what the mighty defenders are doing. The people that join us, I call them mighty defenders. I pray for them all the time. I address them as mighty defenders because that's what they are. God has enabled us to use his name, Mighty Defenders. Because you see, we own it. Every hurting person, we own them. We can't say, let this one take care of that, or that one take care of that. The widows in our community belong to us. I was raised in orphanages. My father was a gangster, and he was in prison for robbing banks. That's why it took me so long to get through school. And I was already married and out of the military and everything else. And one day I took my GED and God gave me grace to pass that test. There's no way I could have because I couldn't read. But God gave me the grace to do that. Because I had a call on my life and I wanted to prepare a better platform than the one I had. And I worked hard and God blessed every effort. And it says... And the king will answer and say to them, As sure as I say unto you, and as much as you did it to one of these, the least of my brethren did it to me. Then he will look, and he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting uh, fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. I was naked, and you did not clothe me. I was in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they also will answer, when did we see you thirsty and uh, a stranger naked in prison? And he will answer them and say, surely I say unto you, and as much as you did not do to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. That's serious. These are the words of Messiah. These are the words of our Lord and Savior charging us. Now, there are other avenues besides IBF. There's Jewish voice. There's, there's all kinds of different avenues. But you need to be on one of those streets. I'm hoping that you'll join us. That your congregation, that your chavara, or that your church would adopt us. That you could trust us. We have a website. I, gave, I handed out the brochures. If you didn't get one, there's some on the back seat here. If you want to be on our mailing list, I put a book out back there. Please print it so I, I can read it. Because if I can't read it, it doesn't mean anything. And basically, if my daughter can't read it, it doesn't mean anything. Because most of the time, I can't read them anyway. Because there's all kinds of different kinds of names and words. And, you know, like bugs, two, dot, four, x, slash, w, whatever. You know, none of this stuff. It's amazing the things people use. Instead of Tom, Jim, Larry, you know, Adam, uh, Ruth. So, but um, I'm going to uh, play a video for you. The flags are not a, um, um, they, they actually fly right there on my patio. And there's a Texas flag that's over on this side. But this is on my patio at my home. We were coming, we got back from Israel. And this is the first video. So, a matter of fact, I'm not so sure. This is the first group that this video has been shown to. So, if you want autographs, <laughs> such a deal, fill out the envelope. <laughs> but, and I did. I handed out envelopes. Um, and we, we, we make it real easy. E-giving, it, it's a secure site. If you want to do e-giving a month, whatever you want to do. We, I'm telling you, the technology that is... For, that we've acquired through these years is just amazing. And uh, we have one businessman that he wants 12 envelopes a year. When he sends his last check, he puts in a note, 12 more, and that's what he does every month. He sends something, and, but, and we do that. 
Some people want that. Some people want to write checks. They don't want to go online. But uh, And if you join us, you'll get our monthly, uh, you'll get newsletters. You'll get a response from us. We'll communicate with you. You don't drop through the cracks. And uh, you continue to visit the website and look at what you're doing with what you're giving. But this one is uh, from the famous rabbi in Alvin, Texas. Let's see if I can get him to play. Will you play? I want to just give you a, a brief uh, overview of my trip to Israel. We're just home, and uh, as we were there this year, we found out that IDF is a tremendous effort of networking uh, congregations together, Messianic leaders together, along with uh, Israelis and Arab Christians. We, as we were visiting various locations and distribution centers that we're involved with supporting, uh, we uh, found ourselves in an orphanage in uh, Haifa, and while I was in the orphanage, a little child was calling across the floor to reach out to me, uh, and I can still see this little boy trying to reach to uh, get me to pick him up. Of course, I couldn't pick him up. Uh, it was uh, one of the regulations. We couldn't take pictures or we couldn't uh, even give names, but uh, what a thrill it was to be able to know that through the donations of IBF, we've been able to buy diapers, we've been able to give food, and again, we visited some of the Holocaust uh, survivors of precious souls, and we're able to give them quilts and soup mix and, and uh, be able to give them food vouchers and utility vouchers. One of the notable places I visited was in Netanya at a foster care orphan center where we had purchased 40 pairs of shoes for little girls. They went downtown to the mall and, and they were able to purchase the shoes they wanted. Now you have to understand that these little girls didn't have new shoes, but they had new shoes that day and uh, IBF partnering with Natanya Outreach Centers uh, was able to provide for that. Also, special needs children, children that couldn't ride a horse uh, or have a picnic, uh, were able to work with these special needs children and they had special apparatuses to put the children on the horses and, and to uh, be able to ride in, in the Negev and, and around uh, the nation of Israel. Also, uh, Israel Food Outreach and other uh, partnering uh, teams are, are gathering uh, for a massive uh, effort uh, for, for the winter months coming ahead to uh, help the needy uh, of Israel. Thank you so much, Mighty Defenders, for your support in this work. Here is how you can help Israel Benevolence Fund continue to be the hands reaching out to heal. Visit our website, IsraelBenevolenceFund.org and click on the Secure Online Giving button to see how you can give through e-giving or write a check or money order to Israel Benevolence Fund and mail it to Post Office Box 710513, Houston, Texas, 77271. We appreciate you being a mighty defender of widows, Holocaust survivors, at-risk children, and orphans in the land of Israel. And that's how green it is. I'd like to share with you about uh, Ivy. That's in my living room. <laughs> One thing that uh, I, I need to share with you, we're leaving for uh, Israel in November, uh, my daughter and I, and Delta Airlines flies us free. Uh, we have a, a Jewish lady in our congregation, Stevie, and uh, Stevie is a retired Delta, and my wife agreed that I could be her partner. Now, she's not married, and so her and Dolly made an agreement so that I could just be her partner, and therefore I have her 1966 retirement uh, seniority to fly uh, Delta Airlines, and sometimes I fly first class. So, uh, And we go standby, and sometimes the standby doesn't work out real well. I have to get another ticket, but it's only happened one time that I had to fly another airlines, and I'm finding out some significant things that when you are uh, in the retirement mode of Delta like that, the another airline will pick up that at a very low fee and put you on their plane. So um, you don't fly first class or whatever. But uh, so uh, I, I went through Turkey this last time uh, with a, my daughter and her husband, but I don't feel like I want to go through Turkey anymore. You know, I just, I've got a problem with Istanbul and, and the Turkish people and Iran and some of the things that are going on. I didn't really feel any danger per se going Turkish Airlines, 
on the way, but on the way back when we were flying over Syria and Jordan, I just felt uncomfortable uh, as I, you know, I just felt uncomfortable. And to see all of this ISIS stuff happening as we know what's happening in our own country. Um, any questions? Good. <laughs> so I'm going to give a pop test. No. But I thank you for your time. Thank you for coming out tonight. I know you had other things you could have done, but thank you. And I hope that you'll pray for us. We, we need your prayers. Uh, Dolly and I uh, need your prayers. Uh, we, like I said, we're after tomorrow. We're, we don't know what we're doing. We're heading home, I guess. We've been out on the road for over a week, and this will be the second week. And uh, we're about ready to go to the house, but I'm not real sure what God's going to do. We're not sure what he's going to do when we wake up Thursday morning or where we're even going to go because he may speak to us and tell us to go through Tennessee or something. And so uh, we're, we're just at his call, and it's, it, it feels good. We're not afraid of it. We're not intimidated by it. We just want to just do what God wants us to do. Join with this, would you? Father, in the name of Yeshua, I just bless you tonight. I thank you for these of your chosen people that are here today. I pray, God, that you would just, uh, again, bless the efforts of IBF, bless the efforts of the Chavarah of Charlotte, bless the community here, bless the families that are represented here tonight, the children, Lord, and the children's children. I thank you for it in Yeshua's name. Amen. I'd like to be in a Cohen. I asked Gabby if it would be okay for me to bless you tonight. So uh, I'd like to do that. So, And that will conclude it. Uh, be sure and sign up if you want to be on the mailing list. And hopefully you've got a brochure that's sitting behind that young man. I'm not sure what that emblem is on your shirt there, but it's pretty classic. What is it? It's a All right, man. <laughs> Stand with me if you would. Excuse me. Thank you, Lord. I bent over and got my Toledo sideways here. Just give me just a moment. Thank you, Lord. Yevrakadonai Vishmereka Yahedadonai Panavalaka Vikuneka Yesadonai Panavalekha Vayasem lecha shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious. Lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Greet one another.